Welcome to Regular Features, the podcast that's exactly the same every every week. And this week, as always, I'm Matt Lees, joined by Steve Hogarty. That's me. That's my name. And I'm right here, ready to entertain you. Let me entertain you. And as always, me and Steve haven't got a feature this week because we got some big ass features, as always, from Joe Scrabbles. Hello. And the John Blythe you know and love so well. What are you boys doing today? I'm going to do a short and light-hearted political quiz. <gasps> and Log? I'm going to write you the stories that your mother never let you hear. <gasps> oh, boy. Take the kids out of the room for this one. Podcast roll. This calls for a visit to Bluetooth. Matt, I think we've been very gracious in not writing features to allow Joe and Log's features to flourish. Sometimes you oh, just got to give it room. And like it's fact, like a penis pump full of penis. Would you say it took more effort to not write a feature? Yes. You are dripping features usually, so to, to you for you to stem the flow of content mm. was a huge sacrifice. It's like you're, pinching the foreskin as you're peeing you're and t- allowing the foreskin to balloon up mm. with urine. Mm. What, like a trumpet player's cheeks? Like a trumpet player's <laughs> cheeks. And I dare say there'll never be a callback to that <laughs> later in the episode. <laughs> Has anyone got any features? <laughs> features go! I like a regular feature, You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, Malfunction, malfunction. Look, I think the politics has got quite downbeat recently, and so I thought I'd return us to the good old days of... Uh, Problematic content. Have I got news for you and uh, that all the other shows that we loved so much with a light-hearted political quiz? Mm. Uh, it's a very simple feature. I don't want to. I don't want any complication. It's just here's some you know answers, and one of them's obviously right, and the rest are obviously wrong, and you just choose the right one. Do you want us to go? You, through, you don't want us to go through the routine of just pretending to believe in the wrong one. You can yeah, if you we, want. Do we choose the wrong one on purpose? Well, that's you know that's down to you. I leave that to you. I've done all the right. I mean, that was the good old think. days. There was always a correct answer. It was always probably B, and then we'd always choose C or D. And like, yeah. Ugh. Well, anyway, let's, let's, let's test see if it we out. Can throw a spanner in his words. Let's test it out on the first question and see how you react. <laughs> Jovial beaker from the Muppet-bodied Tory MP Jacob Rees-Mogg claims he's never changed a nappy despite having six children. But why? A. He said that. I don't think Nanny would approve because I'm sure she'd think I wouldn't do it properly. Or B, he said that I don't think Nanny would approve <laughs> because Nanny is my pet name for God and God's a real stickler about browned up bums and miniature genitals. They're a no-no, God-wise. <laughs> C, he said, ever heard of a wife, motherfuckers? Before pointing to his left without looking. His wife had moved, so it just looked like he was pointing at a lamp. To avoid blushes, he kissed the lamp a bit, and then he lifted up its shade teasingly, winked, and said, Later, darling, I'm going to burn my dick on your bulb. Awooga! D. He said, Nappies are an invention of a Turk, refined by a Swede, and were popularised by the United States. As a committed Eurosceptic and British man, I cannot, in all good faith, endorse the use of the disposable diaper product, which is why my family baby uses Mrs. Somerset's Shartomatic Clean Bean Machine, a wheeled contraption made up of a complex series of brass pipes that surround and painlessly enter the child, removing mess and oxygenating the blood, ensuring smarter and more active offspring in the long run. It can be emptied into any river or reservoir and costs £5,000. 
Or is it E, <laughs> his hands are just too big and he's afraid he'll accidentally snap a baby like a polystyrene plate? <laughs> or is it F, his hands are just too small and he's afraid he'll accidentally wear a baby like a loud mitten? <laughs> <laughs> or is it G, he doesn't have hands, just more heads that hide under his long sleeves because they bite? <laughs> or is it H, he once looked at that blue liquid they pour on nappy's absorbent bits in nappy adverts and felt weirdly thirsty and doesn't trust his impulses. <laughs> <laughs> or is it I? He said that, and I quote, babies don't need to defecate, I need to defecate, and let out an audible wet one before pulling off his underwear from under his clothes like in Zoolander and proving to anyone watching that it wasn't a nappy, so his record, if not his BHS briefs, are unblemished. Or is it J? He can't get the term nap out of his head when he thinks of the word nappy, and he's afraid he'll fall asleep and smash his head open like an egg in a room of piss vapours and get some sort of yellow brain disease. <laughs> or is it K? He made up a little rap to increase his youth appeal. You can't be a pappy if you're gonna touch a nappy. If you hate to see a dipe, join the far right. Then he used the N-word eight times because he got it confused with the word yo. <laughs> or is it L? He uses all the nappies in the house as tight little slippers for his big cold feet. Or is it M? He just buys one big nappy and then leaves it on the kid until gravity does the work for him. Or is it N? His six children have miraculously all been able to use an adult toilet since birth and they can also cook and sew cassocks. Or is it O? Because Reese Mogg means ass hawk in Dutch and he'd do anything to stop the tabloid press from making the connection. Or is it P, ditto, but worm lad, and it's Flemish? <laughs> or is it Q, ditto, but lover of the beautiful half moon, and it's inexorable pull on the bowel, and it's Sumerian? <laughs> or is it R, he had a dream where all his teeth fell out into a nappy, which sealed itself and rolled to the local magistrate's court, and he's too afraid to ask what it means? Or is it S, he finds turds too funny to concentrate and might drop the baby in the bin instead? Or is it T? <laughs> laughing as he did so. <laughs> or is it T? Oh no, I've missed one out. Mm, this one's meant to be you. <laughs> so pretend, pretend it's you and I've said T. I know which one I'm choosing is the answer. <laughs> He's got a band called the Bum Bum Brigade. Or is it you with an umlaut? He's got a Swedish band called the Boom Boom Brigade. <laughs> That's where T went. <laughs> <laughs> or is it V? Because Nappy's got a brand new bag, and it's a bag you shit in. <laughs> <laughs> or is it W? What if a passing cuckoo thought your son's dick was a soft leather egg in a white nest? You ever think of that, buddy boy? <laughs> or is it X? He ate one once on a dare, and it wasn't as bad as you'd think. Or is it Y? I forgot to write this one. Or is it Z? Remember Nanny? She's back, and her pendulous bits are more stunningly eatable than ever. Don't even think about Nappy's mug. Don't even think about slipping one on and pissing and pissing until Nanny can't even pick you up off the stained floor, such as the dead weight of your big yellow bum clothes. Or is it the backwards R from Russian? <laughs> because of all the craps. Or it is the Greek letter, which is a triangle. What if it's like tea leaves and he sees his future in there and it's not a nice future? Or it's some sort of Korean squiggle. The Mogs historically have prodigiously large buttholes. The Reeses have a penchant for creamy dumps and he always hears distant <laughs> screaming from the toilet when he visits his wife, Helena de Cher's family estate. Not worth the risk. Or is it the infinity symbol? I love shit!
Which one is it? Is that was that in Reese Mogg's voice? Yeah. <laughs> no shit. The Muppet Babies version of Reese. Mm. I mean, disappointed you didn't include any Welsh letters in there, like two L's. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that was a letter. I'm always surprised by how quickly the end of the alphabet comes around when W comes up. I know it's yeah, just like, like, it's like you're, it's downhill. You, you was like great. That like surely we're halfway through the alphabet now. W's here. Whoa, Whoa. guys, think, we're we're wrapping this up. I always quickly. think T's early. W, W's like, for weight. We're extreme, extremely close <laughs> to. No, I can't think of one for why. Bye. <laughs> Falling asleep now. <laughs> uh, I think it's A. <laughs> Correct. Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features podcast? That's Guys, I went to the doctor yesterday and I'd got a total body hack. A total body he hack? He gave me some antibiotics. It's actually a body hack. <laughs> Hacking, I get a virus and now I've hacked it out of me with a body hack like from little, my jeeps. I call them little nanomachines, just coursing around my veins. No, technically, we're a molecular grade level machine. You've got a carton of nanos from the jeeps. <laughs> that's what people are going to say in five years. You laugh now, but that's the future of medicine. The jeeps? The jeeps. That was Steve's, not mine. I love, I love jeeps. <laughs> Pop down to see the jeeps. Put one finger up the aho. <laughs> Had to check, you know. Had a bit of a nasty bead from the geef. Went down to the jeep and got some antibiotics to clear that right up. Any infection? <laughs> it's seen better days than this. Thank you, boys. I've had an intense weekend. I went to just finished doing um, Sunday. I did the uh, tough onion. 2017 onion fuck muddy onion the muddy onion the muddy onion yeah sorry I, I, I'm not really with the branding you know, you're, I just, when you're crawling it's, it's the that. onion run I mean everyone knows it's the onion run you yeah. go you crawl through shallots you, you punch through onions you're crawling through that barbed wire sort of fence and your skin comes completely off yeah mm. again and again and again <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> until you're three inches tall and then, then finally it's really easy to finish the course yeah, mix it with some <laughs> chopped garlic at the end just to give it a bit of mm. class. Then you got to strangle that guy to death at the end with the, with that sort of threaded necklace of onions mm. that French people wear. He's a French man, you strangle. Mm. They ship them all in. It's why it's so expensive. Like, people think, like, you know, 100 quid a ticket is a lot, but then, like, they do ship over French people that you strangle with onions, mm-hmm. which I think is, like, a really nice touch. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, it's good fun. You know, you know what you're getting into. I didn't train this time. I didn't have time to like do any running or anything. So I just, I just uh, gravy loaded. Where you just like, you just keep drinking boats of gravy. Is that allowed? Yeah, it's fine. It's completely legal. Um, it just, it means the gravy just, gravy just gloops down into all your muscles and just, just makes it, it just improves your stamina. Yeah. Scientific. Tough onion runners who do full gravy transfusions halfway through the race. You see, I, it's not cheating, but I think that's pretty it's lame. Because it is all their own There's gravy. That the gravy boat drone hovering next to them is sort of like through in-flight fueling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The noise of gravy drones this year was just driving me nuts. You just think, come on, <laughs> like, just, just, just drink gravy. Just drink, some, just drink a pint of gravy before you start. And then just just go with it. It's, it's not no that fast. It's not about changing. Just like you need it halfway through the course, so you just saw it in your cheeks. It's spend not a long that time hard. playing the trumpet, so your cheeks get bigger. Then just fill them with gravy. Exactly. You, it's not that hard. People play it up, but it really it's just you know. Well, that's why they only film them from the waist up because they got big boats on their feet. <laughs> MC Hammer Soaking pants full of gravy. <laughs> People these yeah you're right Matt they take it too seriously like. Remember when we used to we used to dress up as leeks? Yeah, right. 
And a guy did that this year, and literally, like, it was like people went for Brexit on him. They would just like die, you fucking leak. And. <laughs> Die, you fucking (laughs) Did you really do a tough anything this weekend? Yeah, I did. I did a a tough onion. (coughs) (laughs) Top top, top and tailed it. Again. (laughs) Do you know what I like and what I wish I'd had when I was a kid? is a vibrator vibrator that I could have used to both stretch my foreskin first and then my anus when I became old enough for that kind of thing. Yes, I'd Mm -hmm. like that. Mm. I think we all like that, Matt. We all would have liked for a vlog to have had that. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I'd I'd be more further down the road than I am now and I wouldn't be so quite so obsessed with it now would I I'd have got over it you'd be wearing a suit right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> designing big buildings for London you wouldn't you wouldn't be on this podcast you'd be doing startup. <laughs> yeah what I would actually have liked I did have the um, uh, the, the series of magazines for children that were tapes tapes attached to the front of a magazine I'm digressing now but I remember these it's called The Storyteller, and I'd listen to fairy tales when I was in my fucking teenage years. Hey, I remember I'm a these. fucking idiot. I'm a, a retarded I might, person. Well, no, hang on. In terms of my progress was retarded by my love of things below my age bracket. <laughs> I might have actually... You did the Garfield, you cut them out and put Yeah, them cut in. out Garfield, thought I was an age. important archivist. Yes, I thought that. 22, <laughs> you're doing that? I'm sure no one else is doing this. I was watching Power Rangers well past... I'm 43. Power Rangers is not my age group. But that's how I get on with you all. I watched SM- I'm a simpleton. I, mean, I watched I watched SMTV live when I was like 15, and that was like clearly meant for like kids. Mm. So I think I also know. watched that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I um. What I actually want is one of those books where it's personalised by your parents to make you feel like you're the centre of a story and you'd never have to conceive of any other person being a hero. It's all about you. I want one of those books. And because I never have it, and I never want you lot to be without it, (laughs) I've written you all one, but it it will need your input. So first, I've got got your foot. I'm going to go into sort of like the the gentle sort of probing robot lady mode who will probe you for your information and then write a story tailored around your individual oh. needs. Probing robot lady. Probing, Probing robot lady is my favourite form of robot. <laughs> mm. She's got something for you. First of all, hello. 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 Calibrating robot lady voice. Hello. What's your name? Joe. Oh, I love that name. The name you just said. And how old are you? 19. <laughs> I love the bashing the mic makes it better. <laughs> that probably won't be in that recording. Yeah, it is my humble opinion that that is the very best age to be, and I hope you find a way to remain that age forever in the minds of those who love you most, even if the only way to do that is to die young. Finally, what is your favourite food? Mm-hmm. Macaroni. Thank you for your patience. I have computed your personalised story. It is called... Joe. The... 
19. Year old. And the big bucket of? Macaroni. (laughs) (laughs) Once upon a time... Joe. ...was walking through the forest. In all his... 19. ...years, he had never been so hungry. He hoped he would find some... Macaroni. ...soon. (laughs) Because that was his favourite food to eat. Joe. ...went deeper and deeper into the forest, and it became more and more sinister. The mushroom patches turned into clumps of toadstools and the moss became crunchy and obnoxious. <laughs> a frog hopped onto a boulder and made a noise that sounded like Gurcha, which Joe knew was Cockney for Get Out of My Forest. He knew the frog wasn't talking, but Joe was still worried. Cockney frogs are all a little bit mighty boosh for his liking. And don't get Joe wrong. He enjoyed the mighty boosh when he was... 19. ...minus 12 years old. (laughs) (laughs) But he was worried that in the intervening years, Noel Fielding's bad behaviour on Twitter and Julian Barrett's bad movie Mindhorn might have fucked any nostalgic enjoyment he might have got from it. God, he wanted to eat some... Macaroni. (laughs) Why wasn't there a big bucket of it? So that he could eat it, instead of having to have opinions about comedy that hadn't aged well. Getcha! said the frog again, frog again, and Joe hurried by. Eventually he reached the centre of the forest and fainted from how much macaroni he had not had. <laughs> and there he would rest for a hundred years. <laughs> well, it looks like you didn't... <laughs> it looks like you didn't win your short story. <laughs> Maybe this should be a co-op event. Joe isn't actually 19 either. I don't I believe that. This is a fucking, like, um, what's that show where people try and ensnare young women and it's all a trap? What? Catfish. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> Joe's a catfish. I'm a catfish for, uh, what, Log's sexy robot lady? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. I like it. I quite liked Mindhorn, though, so I don't think that applies to me. Fuck you, Mindhorn was bullshit on legs. It's all right. <laughs> it was not. It was. I nearly walked out twice. Cause it, <laughs> because you, you don't get to do a wig falling off joke that many times. Yeah, that is a problem. I'll give you that. <laughs> Hello, contestant number two. What is your name? Steve. That was sonorous. Mm. Oh, that's an incredible name. I bet you get people saying, oh, is that name French for wow what a nice name (laughs) what's your favourite colour blue oh that's a nice colour I used to have a car that was that colour I drove it around and around the M25 in the misguided belief that it would make me own London if I did it fast enough but what is your favourite EDM DJ (laughs) can anyone think of an EDM DJ (laughs) orbital Nice. Went with Orbital. Yeah. That's because I felt a bit threatened by not knowing any other EDM DJs. (laughs) That is the very best EDM DJ. He makes other EDM DJs look like they couldn't find their arse with both hands. You have chosen so wisely, I no longer know what to do with myself. I have finished your personalised story. It is called The Day... Orbital. The Owl Regurgitated a... Blue. Pellet for... Steve. (laughs) One day... Steve. ...was walking through the forest, carrying his favourite bucket. He loved that bucket, 
although he was indifferent to the 19 lumps of macaroni in there. (laughs) (laughs) The forest was very creepy, so blew his magic whistle, which summoned Orbital. The wise owl. Hello. Steve. Said. Orbital. But before he could knock out a couple of bangers with his DJ wings. (laughs) Orbital. Clutched at his tummy and started heaving up bones. Oh Christ, why do I always eat the bones? He screamed as a mouse femur rocketed up his neck, ricocheted off his beak and hit Steve. Oh! Steve. In the tear duct. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I think that's it all out, he said. But it wasn't it all out. At all. After ten minutes of grunting, swearing, and lamenting his ability to do some big musical drops, Orbital. the owl was too exhausted to whip out his bangers and fell to the floor next to the large blue pellet that he had produced. Here, you like blue shit, don't you? said Orbital. You can have that if you want. Steve. Pop the pellet... <laughs> Pop the pellet into his pocket, thinking it might be useful in a future encounter. He went deep into the forest. But that's another story. (laughs) Oh, boy. This feature's like baking. It's like the preparation is a little bit unwieldy, but it's really worth it. it. The sheer amount of time that goes into these... Is this feature going to be about three minutes long? (laughs) We've been here for two hours doing this. So, it's my own fault if I miss my train. (laughs) Hello, final contestant. What's your name? Matt. Thanks. Matt. 19. Greetings to you. (laughs) What is the favourite part that you have of the human body? Arse. Oh, mine too. If I had a... Arse. It would be swollen and raw from all the attention I would give it. In fact, it would probably glow... Blue. ...and drop off on public transport. (laughs) Then I would have to bemoan the loss of my beloved... Arse. ...and eat it off the floor in the once again misguided hope that it would cause it to grow back again. Finally, what is your favourite historical dictator, please? And historical, you can't say Trump. You can't say Trump. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. Mm. he's not. He's not quite a dictator. He's not a dictator yet. Give him time. Mussolini, the cow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I know Mussolini, but I have no opinions on him. But I can certainly see that their authoritative mode of rule had an effect on the lives of their people. Finally, what would? <laughs> No, fuck finally. Let's let's just not do finally. <laughs> I was going to ask you to give me the last line of the story, but yeah, let's do it. No, yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, it. do it. You've all got to give me... Who wants to... Pre- finally, one of you, one of you contestants, m- must think of the last line of the story and what they want it to be. Joe. What? Joe's earned it. He, I liked, did, he did a good feature. Yeah. Joe gets the last bit of feature cake. Okay. It's going to be something good, regular features related. Oh. Like, it really ties it all oh, I, together. I've got it, I've got it. With that shit. I've got it. And they all sat on his dick while they drank that coffee. Classic. <laughs> that is classic. Classic. You want classic. Classic regular features. I still think that's my favourite thing in the world, I mean. How do you do that? <laughs> it's so, like, because I'd forgotten that bit. 
I've just have all the memories of Matt singing it. I listen back to it. I sing it. And it's myself. such it's I... such an incidental bit of that feature. Yeah. Like it just comes up right at the very end, and it's not really lingered on at all. But it's stuck in your head so powerfully. I sing it all the time. Oh yes. And they all sat on his dick while they drank that coffee. Would be a thrilling conclusion to any tale. I certainly wouldn't feel let down or angry if that was the last line of a story, even if it was a non sequitur. I would drop a man booker on that motherfucker, as I believe they say at the International Book Awards. I have finished your personalised book. It is called... Matt. And the... Blue. Arse. Of... Mussolini. 19. <laughs> <laughs> and the blue ass of Mussolini. Nineteen. Nineteen. Is that the nineteenth? Nineteenth iteration, I imagine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a star. <laughs> I think that's your first hint that this is a futuristic tale. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Matt. Was walking through the forest. It seemed like quite a busy patch of forest. First... He passed a frog that said Gertcher. Fully acquainted with how to respond to a cockney frog from his long years toiling in the East London whimsy mines, Matt replied with a cheerful, Get on with ya! The frog turned into a beautiful member of the royal family. Wow, the gender you are is precisely the one I like to fuck, said Matt. And they promised to get married. <laughs> he strolled deeper into the forest and found the unconscious form of Orbital. The owl. <laughs> Matt. Lifted his. Blue. Arse. <laughs> I, I, missed, I missed it. Not the wrong one, but it was better. <laughs> I, I fired a steam of arousing pheromones, which engorged the DJ's cloaca so much that he woke up and started scratching himself. But far from scratching the itch, his feather fingers ended up tickling it. And that is how Matt gave owls the gift of chronic masturbation, which is why they are up all night hooting. <laughs> the forest bristled its approval and Matt advanced to the centre of the forest where Joe was greedily scoffing fistfuls of macaroni from, from Steve Blue Bucket. <laughs> Towering over them all was a statue of Mussolini. It's <laughs> all blue. Hey, said Joe. I've got so much energy from all to all this macaroni that I could sling my dick up a fucking bus. I'm afraid I'm getting married to a member of the royal family of the gender I like to fuck, said Matt. But if you would, if you do too want to do it under that statue of Mussolini with his blue ah. <laughs> ah. I guess I could watch <laughs> and so in the centre of the forest Joe and Steve planted their fists and mouths on the moss lubed contours and extremities of in each other's bodies while Matt tugged down on his balls, which was his way of letting the skin of his dick wank itself off, which isn't cheating. 
<laughs> Matt turned to the camera and said, "And they all." sat on his dick while they drank that coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. It's rare you get a round of applause at the end of a feature. Very much the Paul Hollywood handshake of regular features. Yeah. On a planet not very far away, but a long time away in time, Quantic Meridian put down his temporal binoculars. Well, that was a frank look at the sexual activities of people, he said. I suppose I'd better get back to my very important job of getting to the middle of this governmental conspiracy now. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. <laughs> That's like the end of a Marvel film. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mid-credits. <laughs> well, there you go. That's my way of getting out of the fucking pit I've dug myself with Quantum Meridian. <laughs> I've got to watch regular features Defenders to catch up on the middle bit, because fuck that. Oh, that was awesome. Thank you, boys, for a lovely pair of features. I think we'll wrap it off there, because it's been fun. Wrap it off. Wrap it off. Or have you got something up your sleeve? No, no, I'm just going to call you out and wrap it off not being a phrase. <laughs> it is now. Sounds like <laughs> said it like five times. <laughs> sounds like the phrase for tugging at your ballskin to pull you. Yeah, wrap it off, off Wrapping it off. That's not cheating. Wrap it off. your balls, it pulls the whole skin of, skin of everything down. Isn't it like the Doesn't top? guess you would. Mm. The front... I think it's probably more effective if you've got foreskin. I don't know. Yeah. I've seen people doing it. It doesn't it doesn't appeal to me, but I imagine they must get something out of it. But you can You've get- seen people yanking on their ball sack to tug their foreskin down. Well, maybe it's just they just like the pleasure of the squeezing on the balls, but I mean that I, works, but you can't put I've it back tried, up again. I've tried it, but I get no pleasure from the ball stuff, so I'm assuming from my point of view it's just a way of moving your dick skin without moving it. Without touching it. Like you're Darren Brown or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just like a very weak poltergeist yeah. that's got a grip. Well, readers, if you'd like to try that out, then uh, <laughs> do it in uh, your own house. Tug on your balls and let us know how that goes. If you don't have any balls, that's fine. why don't you go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out. Um, <laughs> help us. This is a Patreon plea only to our ballless readers this week. <laughs> If you've yeah. got balls, we're not interested. Yeah, keep your stinking money. Keep your stinking money. Balls um, or nay or anywhere in between, there's the live show that's just for you. It's coming up soon. Oh, so soon. The 2nd, Monday the 2nd of this October. Monday. If you're listening to this on Thursday or it's on next Friday, week. it's next week, it's next Monday. Come along, there are still tickets on sale. There are also tickets on sale for the first Monday of November. Mm-hmm. Um, which you should come along to as well. That's always great fun. We love those live shows. It's a nice way to hang out with our readers and have a bit of a fun time. It's a great way to sweat on stage and then just cool off in the outside smoking fags with you guys. <laughs> Lovely time. And hey, if, if you've been listening to the podcast lately and you've been like, hey, these guys for the past five episodes or so have been like really, really good. What's going on? We're, we're trying to be really good, so why don't you tell your friends about it and be like, hey, listen to Regular Features. Listen to the last five episodes. It's pretty good. I wouldn't tell any of my friends that I do this. In fact, you guys are the only people who know. <laughs> <laughs> and you I, will not tell us. There's more people in the pub who actually came to my pub first now who listen to it. So like, I'm just a little bit more cautious these days when guys are like... Yeah. I don't know. What if it all gets back to me? What if I have to? What if my speech has some consequences? Well, there's been a Venn diagram between people you've taken the piss out of, who people who've then mysteriously died. So you know. Oh, 
No. Vera Duckworth. <laughs> Vera, Vera Duckworth. Duckworth's gone. And she was a reader. I bet Lockhill there as well. Miss Dawn, she was a fucking treasure. And she's like a character in Coronation Street that's not quite funny enough to become the butt of jokes. She was my no, favourite. she was just a fantastic sort of, character. Yeah. She was. There were comedy relief, but they were just brilliantly real. Yeah. Did I you see the, the one where... Yeah. I can't remember who died less, last in it, but when... Wasn't it when Vera Duckworth died, it involved the ghost of Jack Duckworth coming yeah. in and taking oh, yeah, away said, for a dance? It was yeah. such a sad... Like So when I did the Coronation Street um, tour in Manchester where they shut down the old studios, oh. uh, they had the the set of the Duckworth's living room oh. and um, they showed that scene on a, on a television next How to the... How the fuck can something that should, shouldn't happen on Coronation Street, but the fact it did, you just don't question it, it's like, Fucking hell! I'm just going to cry instead of thinking too much about it. Well, because it sort of it sort of speaks to to the human condition and, and the feelings that we all have about loss and death. And if you don't believe in it, it's a dying hallucination. If you do believe it, it's she's going to heaven. That's the beauty of it. That it's we like all source go code. fucking mad <laughs> right before we die. <laughs> it's like source code. It's just Jack and Vera Duckworth version of source code. Yeah. Do you reckon Jack Duckworth is coming back to try and fix it? Well, I mean, that's the thing with source code. Is is any of that real? Is he just dying? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. probably. That's the he's, end of that film. He's, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in a box. That's it. Spoilers. That's it. Sorry, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, Vera Duckworth is dead. In yeah. a box. And he never box. did manage to go back in time and prevent Coronation Street Louis Armstrong <laughs> from taking up the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you live in a universe in which Louis Armstrong is a famous saxophone trumpet player. In which case, she was successful in death. And he's probably got big enough cheeks to store some gravy in. <laughs> yeah, you said, that is that is a good callback. I like that. <laughs> I liked it. It's annoying, because you either have to cut out both or neither. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with some more, some more jokes. Some more stuff. And chuckles. On time. Jesus, who knows what it'll be. I don't know. But it'll be exactly the same as... No. No. That's a good one. That's all right. It's good to get it out of your system, isn't it? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>